All right, all right, all right. You the real MVP. Do you get it? This is Would you please join me in welcoming Coach Tom Herman? We will win championships. We will build men of character, and we will do it all with integrity and with class. You go play foosball with your friends. Hi, and welcome to Eyes on the 40. I'm Josh Wilson. Joining with me today is Blake Herring and Nolan Rapp. We've got a special announcement for today's episode, a bittersweet one. Um, this will be our last episode that the three of us are doing together um, for good reasons. Uh, Blake, I'll just let you take it away. Why don't you tell and inform all the listeners what's going on and kind of where you're at in life right now. Yeah, I think that's kind of the cool part about this is... I think you hit the nail on the head that all of us are kind of at a different part in our yeah. life. So as most of our listeners know, I've, I'm sure I've talked about this at nauseum. You know, I work for the Austin Spurs. You know, I've been doing my thing down here in Austin and, and working hard and grinding away. And uh, got the call from Pop <laughs> that he was needing a, a 5'11 scrappy uh, gym rat. Kind of gym rat. You know, first in the first in the meetings, last to leave the facility kind of guy. A good little sales guy. A good little, good sales, little sales guy. A good little guy and uh, somebody that was willing to dive on the floor for loose balls and not afraid to make hard fouls kind of thing. And I answered the call. So uh, I'll actually, all that being said, I'll, uh, I'm actually taking a, a sales job down in San Antonio with uh, the big boy Spurs. I'll be starting there probably here in the next two, maybe two weeks, no more than three weeks. So uh, exciting things happening there, but uh, definitely very bittersweet, like you said. With this kind of being the the last two raw of uh, Vibes on the 40. And I know, I guess we'll kind of go around the room here and kind of everybody go over the new stuff going on. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, we started this, this is our second year doing it. We kind of had that thir- first year yeah, where we kind of te- <laughs> tested things out, um, you know, dabbled, got our feet wet. Um, for all the OG but, listeners, we appreciate you. Yeah, but the three of us in this room, we've been doing it two years, and um, I kind of started the premise of this podcast three years ago, and yeah. it's basically um, all I do is talk Texas football with my friends. Um, at that point in time, podcasts were starting to blow up. It's like, hey, this is all we do. Let's just sit in a room. We started that trend, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We were ahead of the game a little bit, yeah. um, but you know, I grew up, I've been listening to Bill Simmons for a long time, um, Ryan Rossello, those are like big guys of mine, so... You know, it just kind of wanted to take a chance, and this was, you know, just dabble, a little dabble, bit. and you know, yeah. just see what it could be. Um, at that point in time, there really wasn't a great Texas football podcast outlet, and so you know, we went made it work. And I feel like one cool thing I can hang my hat on is that we're ending this podcast not because no one's listening. Yeah. Um, our listenership has increased three straight years, um, but you know. Life got in the way, and for all of us, it seems to be for the best. Um, I mean, I started a new job. Three months ago, that doesn't completely inhibit me from continuing the show, but it's just made everything more difficult and has kind of decreased the amount of time I can put into, you know, research and, you know, just knowing, being on top of knowledge. Um, and then also just making it more difficult to drive up to Cedar Park on a, <laughs> on a weeknight. <laughs> so, you know, and part of it just, that was special is just being with you guys and, you know, kind of Aww. staying in touch after college. Yeah. I'm going to miss it, but it's Absolutely. good. And then Nolan's got some stuff going on too. Well, it's funny that you should talk about that meeting. We not like we're business of we're friends, but right. when you asked me to brunch that one time, that also sounds very Austin. That was great. <laughs> um, I remember that's not the word I would have uh, used very Austin, <laughs> but 
one could translate it that way. Um, I had thought about, we went to Trudy's. I remember you coming to me and saying like, hey, if I were to do this, what would I need? And I was like, well, I'm in first off. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't really ask, but I'm going to do this with you. Um, yeah. And through that first you need year. me. Yeah. So I did so um, much more than I realized at the time. <laughs> Ah, uh, man, but it's been, it's been good. No, so um, this past semester, our first, um, this 2017 football season, I actually started school back up because I'm an idiot. Um, uh, actually going to seminary, um, pursued the idea of maybe becoming a pastor later on in life or something like that. But um, so I did one semester with this and seminary and it, it happened, but it was far from um, comfortable. So yeah, it's, it, it's something that that's a passion of mine. I'm going to pursue hard. And so this is absolutely one of the most fun things I've done, but it's, it's just all fitting. And I think yeah. that's not a coincidence that everybody's kind of got opportunities right now. And right. So it's, I, I agree with you. It's amazing that we get to end on our terms and right. end on celebration instead of anything else. Well, really this is kind of the first episode where I feel like, not that we didn't prepare. I want to come across like that, but yeah. we're kind of shooting from the hip Yeah, a little bit. And knowing that we were going to kind of start with this and not really sure where it was going to lead, but it's been a good ride. Well, there was a little part of me that always hoped uh, we'd get pick up by, picked up by the Ringer yeah. or, you know, uh, the Longhorn Network. I don't know. Something stupid like that. That was the that was probably like my dreams coming in. But like just thinking about this little, you know, homemade podcast we did and yet we had on uh, two, three former UT athletes. We got to have a live show. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I got to have peep, random people who I didn't know message me saying that they listened in. That's yeah, so one just, of the just, coolest parts was like hearing from old friends or yeah. old people that you had, whether it be from high school or junior high or college or post-college, just like randomly message you or randomly like text you or whatever that, that, that medium might look like. Reach out and you're like, yeah. damn, I haven't heard from that guy in years. Yeah. You know, there's several people I'm sure are listening to this right now that that's who I'm talking about specifically. So that, that, that part of it has been really cool. Yeah, definitely. Just hearing from people and, and just people genuinely, genuinely enjoying it. Like whenever stuff happens, like something we said on the podcast, having friends text me and, and be like, wait, what's up with this or blah, blah, blah. And I mean, to think, know. to think that, and this is combining your know, Facebook, when we go Facebook live from time to time, combining Facebook live viewers and our, our listen numbers to think that over a thousand people would, would, would care what I have to say or the three of us have to say. Yeah, that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, that's cool. Definitely. So we're very appreciative. All that. Yeah. Being so said. I mean, anyone out there, anyone who's ever told a friend, li- listened to an episode, left a comment on the podcast app. God forbid God, a review. God, God forbid a God review. God bless you if you left a. If you're one of the 39 people that left us a five star review, God bless you. You're the real MVP. I'll buy, I'll buy really you a MVP. drink somewhere. Yes. Yeah. If you ever, if we ever meet, I'll buy you. Come a drink. find me in San Antonio, and I'll buy you a drink. But yeah, just thanks, thanks to Varsity Pizza. For their delicious pizza rolls Absolutely. and hosting us, you know, for the live episode. Um, thanks to Bryce Cottrell, Manuel Acho, Felix, all all of our reoccurring guests. Yeah. Shout out to Preston Moore, Curtis Leister. The confidential um, manager. Ben Townsend, the confidential managers. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Who else am I leaving out? Oh, Cole, Tyler for coming on. Who all have we had on the show? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to name. Was yeah. Tyler? No, 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 former UT players. So oh, former UT. We had, Emmanuel, we had Javon Felix, Javon, then we had Bryce, and, and then Bryce. we had Emmanuel. Was Tyler the one that he called list, us though. from a deer blind? Tyler called us from a deer blind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best. Yeah, my cousin Tyler called us in the <laughs> oh, deer stand. Um, yeah. Oh, Kurt Whiteley. Kurt Whiteley. Gosh, Kurt. dang. Kurt was one awesome. He's the man. Yeah, the man, Kurt. Um, yeah, shout out to all the Orange Blood guys that, you know, interacted with this and would post stuff. Um, yep. Yeah, I don't know. Y'all, everyone listened, made it fun, made it worth it. 
Um, we could have just been three jackasses just spouting <laughs> off. Man, it's um, still to be seen. It, yeah. I mean, that probably... That, <laughs> what do you mean, could? That is what it was, <laughs> but... You know, I feel like we y'all helped make it something, a, you know, a little bit more special. Yeah. So with that being said, you know, let's actually talk a little bit Texas football one last time and saddle up. And It won't be our last time. I well, no. Honestly, that's what I'm thinking is is that maybe if UT wins the Big 12 or the national championship, we meet back up and, oh, hell yeah. and record an episode. Here's the thing, guys. This this link never has to die. Yeah. Like, it's not like we have to tell iTunes, we're done. We'll yeah. look. To back it up. So, so if you're listening, don't, please don't unsubscribe from us. Cause if UT, when UT wins the national championship, we'll meet back up and record. Look, an episode. I mean, let's be guaranteed. Real f- guaranteed. We're saying that today. Yes. Let's be real frank and real clear. Since we've been doing this and you can go back before we started doing this, but in the time frame since we started doing this, Texas football has not been all that. No, great. that's, no. that's the so, one regret. I so have. me yes. being who I am and, uh, as superstitious as I am, I'd like to think that we're in for a hell of a season. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, yeah, I mean, UT football being with bad us does having precede to... us. But I, I just would have liked to have seen what we could have done with one really good season where everyone was really in, excited and involved and, like, enthusiasm at an all-time high. Because even this year, like, the past few episodes have been hard to do just because yeah. it was just so damn depressing. Um, so I would have liked to have seen what we could have done with a good season under our belt. But I will say for my mental health, I think it's yeah. probably good I'm stepping away from this I show. I think so too. <laughs> I think, and I don't want to speak for the all three of us, but I being agree. forced to dwell upon oh, man. losing the tech at home was not fun. That's Having to true. rewatch on the DVR yeah. games like USC, Oklahoma State, Tech, the to Iowa. prepare for this show. Yeah. Oh man, brutal. Also, I think we're going to win all those games that we say we're going to win. <laughs> if we don't make matchup uh, predictions anymore, then I'm pro- we're probably going to go undefeated. Yeah, I think so. So not to really, uh, this so kinda, there you go. Texas wins the national championship. So not to really idea. jump the gun here, but I was reading an article where um, there's a legit chance that Texas is favorited in every game we play next year. Every game? Every game we play. USC has a true freshman quarterback starting next year. Or, I'm sorry, maybe not a true freshman, but it'll be his first time to start yeah. with Darnold declaring for the NFL yeah. draft. Well, they've got oh, that. And they've got to come here. Again. Well, USC, um, they have a senior or a guy who is a junior that's like going to reclassify to be a senior and come in this year. So they'll have like a literal 17 to 18-year-old starting quarterback next year. JT Daniels, I think. Is Are you that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, how, do you, how do you do that? He, I'm, I don't know how you reclassify. How you reclassify? I'm yeah. a senior now. Yeah, basically that's what he said. <laughs> Anyways, so, yeah, so USC. We're, we're probably like a slim favorite at home for that. We're probably favored, and obviously this changes as our season unfolds, but preseason, we're probably favored against OU with a Kyler Murray coming in. Yeah, I'm very excited about Orlando that. Brown. Outside of that, like I don't know what other game TCU comes to us. I think TCU us. will be better, though. With I think they'll see an upgrade with Sean Robinson over Kenny Hill. I don't know. I just thought it, it made it. But yeah, the, the no, article right. was an interesting point where, and and the way, it, but that's the way it goes every freaking year. Yep. Where this is the no, year. You're right. You're right. But and then we get and then obviously the things are trending positively right now. So yep. everything's rosy and and green and because if you're a Texas fan, the past you know six years, your favorite months have been February <laughs> through August. Months that we don't have games because that's yeah. when hope springs eternal. <laughs> um, well, so and I, I know we talked, you know, or I mentioned earlier. You know, this is kind of the. The first episode we've ever done, we're kind of shooting from the hip. You know, I feel like we have several different topics we need to hit on. Yeah. You know, whether it's recruiting, catching up with the bowl game, where do you want to start? Let's go with the bowl game. Okay. Because um, that's where we last left off. 
Um, so bowl game is too far past to like do a deep dive into it, but right. um, let's just go with how do you how are you feeling? You know, two weeks post game, and like where do you think this is leading us into the off season? Yeah, I mean, from, I, from that performance, I agree. I, I mean, we don't need to go into stats and rushing yards per attempt by any stretch, you know, like we normally do, but going into it like all of Longhorn Nation, we were just we're somewhat excited to watch a game in December. Yeah. But we were really afraid of what that outcome was going to look like. going to look like. To be completely frank and honest, I was totally prepared to turn that thing off at halftime. Mm. Like, I was okay yeah. with that. Yeah. I was okay going to sleep knowing we were down like 20 to 3 going to halftime. But at the end of the day, that was a fun game to watch. That was very fun. Yeah. Like, I forgot how much fun it is to watch your team play in the month of December. Yeah, and play well um because that's one of my biggest things is that all the negativity going into that game surrounding the program yeah it could have kind of what's what i'm like bonfired it could have sprouted and oh. exploded yeah for sure um and i thought that we actually came out well prepared to play um and it was honestly it was like the it was like the perfect summarization of this season. It was like the offense had small glimpses where you <laughs> yeah. thought you could see the potential. The defense was awesome. And then Michael Dixon was just in freaking credible. was literally the MVP. Literally the MVP. Um, and it sh- gave me a lot of promise in the next season because so when um, – what's his name? Vance Bedford came in his first year. He had a defense that was stacked with future NFL players. And that Texas had a really good defense that season. So this year you look and you see guys like Malik, Holton Hill, Deshaun Elliott. Coming off of the worst year of defense in Texas football history. Yeah, fair point. But I was still concerned that what's this team going to be like without that high-level talent. And I thought they – everyone else showed up to play really well in the bowl game defensively. Yeah, Yeah. so that gives me some promise. There was definitely – I think you could take away several really good things after that bowl game. Several – highlights different sides of the ball different players but the glaring to your point thing that really has you or me excited is that defensive side of the ball you're looking at a bowl game without holton hill without deshaun elliott without Without malik Malik. um that's our defense next year with uh, puna ford is the only exception right yeah Yeah, outside of puna ford who is a big loss but yeah huge Um, literally but today, you know, officially, and we all felt good about it, uh, Charles Aminahu announcing he's, he's coming, coming back. back. Yeah. Um, and, man, how much fun has Gary Johnson been to watch? He is amazing. Yeah. He's going to have a breakout year next year. And as good as our secondary is sitting right now, looking forward towards the 2018 season, this recruiting class we have coming in, which we're going to get into here in a little bit, DBU is back. DBU uh, is back, baby. If there's a question, it was gone, which you could make an argument, maybe it was. LSU it skipped a beat success, a time to yeah. time. It's back. Damn. Yeah. I'm back. Um, so it, it, it was really fun for me, um, and I'm sure I'm speaking for the three of us, to see our defense of next year step up and shut down an offense that was coming in with almost as much momentum as you could possibly have coming in on a six game win streak, a quarterback that was getting all sorts of praise. Um, it it broke all sorts of conference records within the sec, which are a joke by the way, as we saw last night in the national championship, sec offenses, but man, to see them come out and, and perform lights out in a, in just a, in a short turnaround, really where you're talking about guys that haven't had that much playing time. Oh yeah. To be able to come out, and I know they had two, two and a half weeks to really prepare, but with no game time in between, that's asking a lot. I think, I mean, everyone's talking about Todd Orlando, and I think it's 
it's got to be him or somebody. Somebody's getting them freaking jacked up. Because it's, t- it's Todd. It, I mean, because I think it, absolutely it's Todd. But like, even when they let off a big play, whereas last year they would just basically let off all plays until we get a touchdown, until the other team gets a touchdown, yeah. they come up and smack the crap out of somebody the next go around. Like, they're just playing like maniacs. And well, I, it was so much fun to watch. Well, to your point, you know it's Todd because if it wasn't, top teams in the country, or may, I'm going to refrain that, not top teams, but major programs in the country wouldn't have been calling to try to request oh, yeah. services. True. Poaching season was at an all-time high. All-time. Yeah. All-time. And, and what did he end up signing a deal recently? Or close, is that close official? To two mil- yeah, close to $2 million. Like with bonuses that's signing like 2.1? Yeah. 2. I think Ooh. as high as 2.5. Wow. Yeah. Yo. And that, that was not the case for, for people that, you know, aren't so far onto the spectrum like the three of us Defensive are. Defensive coordinators. Defensive coordinators, that is some change. Yeah. And especially considering how stingy Texas athletics have been in the past yeah. with paying coordinators. And I'll be honest. Yeah. I, That's I mean, unprecedented. He's one of the guys that coming into this first season, I was like, seriously, you're just going to bring your bro with you and have him fill the spot of defense coordinator? Yeah. And I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, so not only do, does that money lock him in for a year, maybe two, but what it does is it guarantees that he's not leaving for some pissant job like SMU yeah. or the Memphises of the world. And yeah. not to talk down on those jobs, but if he's leaving, it would be like Kirby. He's Smart. leaving for a Power Five. Conference. Kirby Smart going to Georgia type uh, thing, right? That's, that's, yeah. yeah, right. No, he's leaving for a, a big boy job. Yeah. So, um, and and like you got you've got to be realistic. He's not here more than two years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, and, and just like Emmanuel Acho told us, you know. It's time for Texas to have both sides of the ball clicking at the same time. Yeah, which brings me to my my next point. So it wouldn't be Texas football if there wasn't a who's the quarterback going into the spring game. Hmm? Yeah. Do you think Sam did enough in the bowl game to kind of at least be the top dog going into spring football? It's his job to lose. Yeah, I agree. Um, which we don't have to. Which like, we all thought. We don't have to beat a dead horse. Game. The funny thing I think about it is Sam had some moments in the bowl game. I wouldn't say he played exceptionally well, obviously, because the offense barely scored. But I love it whenever he gives the lead block on that reverse. I mean, that was the seal of the game. But it was. But then you see, like, message boards blow up, like, oh, this kid has heart, and, oh, he has what it takes. He's going to be the one. Yo, we saw that in the USC game. That part was never a doubt. I don't get It's just funny, like, oh, he threw a block. He's our guy. That's the thing. (laughs) And then, then he, you know. All right, so so before we leave the Mizzou-Texas Bowl game, quick thoughts on the— Oh, the secure the bag? I meant to bring that up and forgot. Uh, On the dance there. I don't. Are we talking specifically about Herman or everyone? I think Herman's the, just the, Herman's the, the, the whole. Yeah, I mean Herman's definitely okay. kind of the epicenter of it all. I don't hate. I wish. I first off, I wish he hadn't have done it. Yes. Really? I don't really hate, for you too. I don't hate that he did it. My only problem is that he overdid it. it he, he definitely went overboard. Yes. He went overboard. I don't hate so the that point he was did. awkward. Like yeah. not that it was cocky in my opinion. It was just like, all right, dude, you got your point across. Like. I just, I don't see it as like, oh, he's being disrespectful or anything like that. It's just, I, I get he wants to be a player's coach. And the best person to comment on this was, was the, yeah, the Mizzou quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. He was, he had an amazing thing. He's like, I didn't see that. Uh, really. Basically, he said, if a head coach of the team you're playing is going to do that, that means you got some sort of respect coming from the other side. And then he said, um, I get what he's doing. He's trying to be a player's coach. And if I was on his team, I'd be jacked up. Yeah. But you got to see what it looks like. And I agree completely with that. 
I think everyone else going bananas and doing that on the sidelines, I love every second yeah. of it. And if Tom would have just maybe like turned to the side or turned to Sam and just done a little one, but it's the fact that like they hit him on camera for like a good two minutes. Yeah, just, just go overboard just with it all the way going. For but it. I feel like in in going to what we talked about earlier, you know, the story and the stigma going into the game was so bad that he had you lost the locker point. room. He had to do that. Yeah, you make a good yeah. point. Okay, because M- maybe not that, but he had to do something. Yeah. To end the season, put a cherry on the top. I'm your guy. Let's f and go. Well, so here's the thing: is I think that's kind of like that is he, more he, of, is who he more of who he is. And the season just sucks so bad; he's never yeah. gotten the chance to express himself that way. Yeah. So that second half of the bowl game was the first fun half probably all year. Yeah. And so, and, and so yeah, they got a little carried away. But F it. Texas football hasn't been bad for. Yeah. I mean, been good, fun to watch for six years. Like I'm fine that they had a little fun with it. Herman has been looking for that moment yeah. since week one against Maryland, and he hasn't been able to to show his true colors. Yeah, now, I to agree. Your point. I think that's really who he is, and to see him, whatever quote or you know, let his hair down or whatever you want yeah. you want to use there, he showed his true colors, and, and I loved it. I yeah. loved it. The program needed it. The players needed to see that. If it upset a few Mizzou fans, yeah. who cares? Yeah, who I mean cares? they're gonna be upset about something anyways. anyways. I, I didn't. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, I didn't it. realize. I, loved it. I didn't realize the amount of like pettiness that was going on and like between them that yes, week. It was up. crazy because you didn't find out that stuff until after the fact that like Missouri did a lot to provoke this reaction. Like it wasn't just we were. And unless you're reading the message boards, I don't think that storyline really got out. No, really to no. the public. It definitely didn't to the announcers because they were so like they missed the picture completely. Yeah, big time. I forget what they said. They thought. They kept showing uh, that there was. They kept showing the Mizzou players coming in early and doing the horns down. Yeah, and they thought that's what it was in response to. No, yeah, you, you, remember, you, you know, maybe about a, about maybe announcers completely missed the boat. Yeah, 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 you're exactly right. But that, yeah, but no, but you were right though, Josh. When yeah. this started, when they came to, to Houston. Houston and started doing pre-bowl game activities like milking a cow and who has the best touchdown celebration dance. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, and the press conferences leading up, they were just talking trash, and I did, I had no clue of this until after the fact, and so it's like, yeah, you know what, you kind of had it coming. If you're a jackass all week, then it comes back to you. Well, if there's anything I know as a Texas Longhorn fan, if you are going to stand and say this is the thing we do when we're good, if we're going to throw horns when we score a touchdown, if we do it all the time, that's going to be mocked. So you can't go out there and make a hand sign and say, like, yeah, oh, oh, oh man, how could they make fun of it? If you're going to be a cocky person yep. which you can be whoever you want to be when right because he deserves it he I mean through like 48 touchdown passes this season but if you're gonna do this when it goes bad it's gonna get thrown in the yeah. dirt i'm sorry well and i think part of this goes back too to some of these players were a part of that bowl game back in houston against arkansas when brett bielema mm-hmm. was up in that podium and he talked his um, a mouthful yeah. of stuff oh, and trash about exactly and I, I think some of those players still had that taste in the mouth, but they never had yeah. a chance to express themselves in that game because we all know we had more penalty yards than we did offensive yards in that game. So all this being said, it was the perfect stage for Herman to really connect with the guys. It was a great release for our players to really kind of have fun, let yeah, loose. Fun, yeah. And that play was when he started doing that that Devontae that Davis getting the pick, yeah. Was it the pick or was it, was it the, 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 the reverse I, from I the block? I thought that was Armonti's. It was the touchdown. I think oh. it, 
Well, the, they know Devontae the, started it though because he got yes. the pick, and then we scored on the reverse. So, and that's and what that's started. When everyone yeah, the camera. So when we got the pick, is when they got the foul because they went to the fifty yard line. Yeah, that is correct. All right, let's move on to last night's game. A game a little bit more important than the Texas Bowl, the national championship. For for the fifth time in nine in nine years since Colt McCoy got hurt, um, Alabama walks away with the national title. You know, let's, thoughts on the game? Proved the thoughts. playoff committee right. Was a lot of the argument over whether or not did Bama deserve to be in? Um, I thought they were probably the most dominant team all year. They didn't really have the strength of schedule to back it up. Um, but man, they're just honestly the run they've been on, and and just watching a team that that physical that fast. Um, that just sudden, I guess, is a good way to describe it. It's it's incredible what they've done. And it's an all-time shrewd move by Nick Saban to replace Holy his 26-2 starting quarterback at halftime and it actually be the right call, the right thing to do to put in a true freshman and then put in your true On freshman that running stage? back. On that uh, stage. Are you buying any of the hype about Jalen Hurts coming to Texas? Not yet. Not yet. I, it is a logical choice. And Would you I think, be in for that? Yeah. I, I. The only problem, like if you're Texas, you get as many quarterbacks as you can until you get one that's awesome. Um, and so hopefully two years from now when he would be eligible to play, we have that figured out by then. But, but you I, do that and Shane's gone. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. I still I'm do just that. saying you're okay. I mean, I am. I'm okay with yeah. that. <laughs> you're trading Shane for Jalen. I'll take Jalen. Yeah, I would. <laughs> Especially, but knowing that you're not getting Herman's him for offense? two years, like, is that really... I mean, mm-hmm. two years, I'd like to think we have somebody that we have faith in. Yeah, Sam, well, Sam or Cameron Rising two or Casey Thompson. Yeah, or, yeah. I just don't or, know if that's Sean a road Johnson. we want to go down. Like, if you had eligibility to start next year for us, man, I'm all for it. Let's, but We got to take the Cleveland Brown approach, or what Cleveland should do. The anti-Cleveland approach? The anti-Cleveland oh, all six okay, picks for say, a yeah, quarterback? Yeah, yeah, until we... You should be exhausting all your options to find the right quarterback until you actually have the right one. So they keep popping up on Instagram, Cleveland Browns, with the the jersey that has the last name of every quarterback they've had. Yeah. It, which, have you seen that? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's incredible. Goes. Honestly, we could start making that same jersey since 09. Well, it's a little unfortunate. It's a little different with college football since you're forced to do it. But I get, yeah. But you don't feel like there hasn't been anybody. Yeah, anybody. No. I, I still believe in Sam, but yeah, up to this point, you're right. Um, so, but I don't know. Back to the game. You know, Georgia seemed to be in control for the vast majority of the game. Yeah. What were you saying earlier about uh, ESPN's oh. percentages? Yeah. So Sports like, throughout the game, Sports Center just put out. No, Sports Center put out. It was they did a live track of the percentage of chance of winning, and I think it was after they had scored a touchdown and they went down to like fourteen, and then Georgia had a pick, I believe, and wait, so they're at seven percent in the. Into the third quarter, Alabama had a seven percent chance to win, yeah. according to ESPN's index. According to their index, they were in control. From had a you know it didn't translate to a lot of points, but I thought he played really he well had a last solid night. night. And when Al- when Alabama tied the game, I was pretty convinced that From like just his entire life, this kid's been a winner, and like just walks into Georgia's freshman year and leads him to a national championship. I'm like, just storyline wise, like this kid's probably just going to drive down and score and win, um, but didn't play out that way because Nick Saban. Soul to soul to the devil for national championships, and I couldn't agree more with it, that statement. It works, yeah. But that's the only thing that makes sense. Let's not overlook the fact that we finally, I think, have a another team that had a worse kicking experience than us. But they still must. They still, they still won. They still won despite. That's it. true. Yeah, it didn't matter. Like that, that proves the soul your soul to the devil statement even more. Dang, you're right. 
Um, like that. I, I, I had a funny justification that makes me feel better inside. Um, I was rooting for Bama last night, not only because of our bet, <laughs> aka I'll you know I'm looking forward to the free I pluckers. Still can't believe that from our playoff pick'em. Um, but secondly, I came close to not having Georgia in there at all. I know, and having Oklahoma in there, which was a hell oh, of a game. It was best bowl game of the year, no doubt. Oh yeah, by far. And then, oh, yeah. especially with Oklahoma losing in hilarious fashion. Yep. Um, but back to this, uh, I want Bama to keep winning until Texas is good because right now it makes me feel better about us being bad because it's like unless we were awesome, no one's beating Bama no. at this time frame. So at least we're bad. No. During the years, Bama's awesome. And so eventually, college football is cyclical. Eventually, Bama will be bad again. And when Saban dies. Texas will be good again. And uh, yeah, at least we can not waste our good years being like a like an Bama's OU whipping boy. Or yeah. Georgia who like gets to play Bama and then blows it. I'd still rather be OU. Yeah, or Clemson. Unfortunately. I would still, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'd rather have a shot. You're right. Without a doubt. I'm. This is a weird, I would much rather be better. But at least if we're bad, it's during the bad no, years right. yeah. where no, like one's, no one's beating Bama right now. No. Like five titles in nine years, that's insane. And there's no slowing yeah. down. They started a true freshman at quarterback, and he was awesome. They, they started, started running true- back. Like, they're just cocked and ready to go the for 18-19. running back. I think they have a cloning machine. Like, you look, every one of them looks exactly the same. Yeah. They're all Derrick Henry's. They're all yeah. Derrick Henry's. Um, and then it was frustrating for me to see guys like Tony Brown and Deontay Thompson, the guys that Texas could have theoretically had. Tony Brown was at one point like a lean to Texas. Really? Yeah. And then when Mac Brown got fired. Um, so that part always stings a little bit. But but yeah, another season's behind us. We're another season closer to Texas's next national championship. <laughs> um, whenever, really well said. Whether that day, well said. Whether that day is a year from now or 30 more years from now, we're another year closer. Right now, what year does Texas go to the national championship in your mind? Which do they season? go to the national championship? Okay, when I'll say when. If we're let's just go the whole. Well, if you're projecting more than like four years out, it gets it's just too unknown. Okay, so basically, do you think the next three years? In the next yes. three years, no. Yes. When the next yep. three years? I think Tom Herman wins the national championship at Texas. I don't think it'll be in the next three years. Well, give me a range. I'll say. Okay, three to six. Three to six. <laughs> okay, so maybe in three years we can win a national championship. <laughs> Pie. Maybe, maybe when this recruiting class he's first bringing in is juniors and seniors, that's that, that will be sense. our first chance to win a national championship. Nice. Two years. Two years. Two years. So nineteen. So I'm. We're ending this show obviously after this episode, like we talked about. I'm ending this run that we've had for two years being on the other end of the spectrum being more optimistic man than me. i am in a lot of this is because i'm superstitious a little bit i'm a little stitious. i'm not superstitious. I'm, I'm a little stitious and yeah. michael scott's yeah. um, Scott. terminology there but um i am very bullish on these next two years i think we lose the big 12 this year in some sort of dramatic fashion man i feel really good these next two years all right. This recruiting class we have going on, that's because this is kind of a segue of what yeah. our next All conversation right. topic is going to be. Let's look ahead to this upcoming year. Um, recruiting class. So we had the first early December signing period. Which, before we go specifically into ours, what were your thoughts on kind of this being the first year of this early signing period before the traditional signing period right. that's coming up in February? So I think the more interesting aspect of it is not the war daddies in this case. Um I know. What? 
the war daddies, like the blue chip guys, the oh. top prospects. I actually find it more interesting, like, let's say Texas targeted a bunch of linemen and we strike out, okay, in recent years, in late in January, that's when you go and offer the guys committed to Oklahoma State and Kansas State. Yeah. Well, now but this But you get year, one crack at it. Yeah, this year you get one crack at it, and if those guys sign, like, you're going deeper down. So there's more penalty, I think, for missing on the top prospects. Or really? Down. Yeah. I think the exact opposite. I, okay. I I think looking back in traditional standpoint, you had one shot, and this is what I was referring to just a minute ago, you had one shot to lock into these guys, and whatever doesn't get signed, the dust has settled, and it is what it is. Now you've got this early signing period. You obviously have your, your top guys, you're targeting your certain position groups, but afterwards the dust has settled, Yeah. and your coaching staffs have a month, month and a half to see who didn't sign and what uh, and, and where did you miss? What yeah. position group did you really miss on on this first this first round? To where you can spend this next month and a half. I'm sure some of it's part of dead days. I'm using heavy air quotes here for dead days for coaches to reach out to recruits. <laughs> um, not that I have inside information on that or not, but I I think this really benefits. It. I really like this. I like it. it yeah, it, it helps the schools. It helps recruits. Um, and honestly, I think this helps coaches keep their jobs for a little bit longer of a time mm. and a perfect example is our little brothers down on college station they were bent over a barrel for this first round of recruiting so my, my thing coming after this first this first year during this early signing period i was surprised to see how many of the top recruits in the nation did sign yeah i thought it would be a much smaller percent. i thought so too um, and I don't know what percent of the ESPN top 300 signed and didn't, but it was the vast majority. From what I saw, I think 65 of the top 100 prospects signed. The vast Maybe majority. Maybe 65%. Yeah. Roughly, Maybe. give or take. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, the best that might have been. That might have been just. Te- I think sixty-five. That might have just been te- about sixty-five. <laughs> that might have just been Texas guys. Also, I don't remember where I saw. Oh, but but I've read yeah. several things well, too as well regard, that yeah. that have alluded to fifty to seventy a lot percent. Right, and it depends what recruiting site you're looking at versus another. But the vast majority are are not just committed, but signed, inked, done deal. Can yeah, cannot be touched. At this if point. you're a school like A and M that just signed, and even if you're at a big level. And a ms you know, they're a Power 5 conference school. If you're a school of that magnitude and you sign a new head coach, you better make sure the timing of it works out to where that new head coach has enough time to put boots on the ground and have these meetings with recruits. Because A&M missed the boat completely. It, completely. Yeah, I think you, from now on, you have to be really committed to finding your coach because if you fire a coach, you have to just... Uh, uh, Except that you have zero. That next year's a wash. You yeah. have zero percent chance of signing a good recruiting class. If zero, if, if recruits continue yeah. to commit and sign their letter of intent at the same rate that they have this year going forward for early signing periods. Yeah. Right. Which I well, don't expect that to drop. Yeah. If anything, it's going to go up. Go up. Yeah. Well, here's the point I was making a second ago: is if you look at Texas's starting offensive line, we've got two guys, Shackelford and Kirkstetter. There were two guys that were not. Texas offers right off the bat. They're two guys that we offered later down in the recruiting line that theoretically at this point could have already signed to their schools. Yeah. So I don't know if those lesser guys are still holding out, hoping for the big offer, but it definitely puts those coaches in a much tougher position whenever their backups are 
locked in, locked in. And it hurts those recruits. Honestly, maybe those guys didn't sign like I think they did. Because if you're holding out, you know, hoping Texas offers, then you you totally lose that opportunity. Yeah. So maybe you just don't sign. Maybe that's as simple as that. But but if you're Texas and the guy your backup plan signed, then you're down to option C, and that sucks for us. But at the end of the day, I, I think it's I I, haven't, I I like it. Yeah. No. From from the school and the player standpoint, I, I think it's a win win for for both. Be, also, uh, maybe be, the two or three star guy kind of gets jaded a little bit yeah kind of what you're talking about but uh, i mean maybe there's a different way to look at it or i'm wrong i'm not saying that's just what my initial thoughts were but also on the plus side like anthony cook cannot be touched avante woodward cannot be touched those AJ guys Foster, yeah, so I mean, so now texas can look and say hey what do we need who's available and just do nothing but focus on those well, guys. The best and that's part, the biggest plus the best and, and i'd add to your biggest plus part is it helps gets these guys in early from an early enrollee standpoint, yeah. um, it just helps speed up that process even more um, from from transferring from from high school, you know, now to your college campus. To where now we have nine early enrollees. Do we really? Yeah. Holy moly! It's a lot. It's most a lot. I, I don't know. Both the time we had more yeah. than like four, four or five. Yeah, that's about the usual amount. So we're doubling that. So I, I like the way this is trending. Yeah. And then, I mean, you got to be pleased just overall with the talent in this class. Like, I yes, mean, right now we're sitting what two or three, two or three, two, yeah, depending on what service and site you look at, a number two or number three recruiting class in the country. And we went seven and six, seven and six, yeah, we went seven and six, number two or number three recruiting class in the country. And that's what I'm saying. I think when we look three years down the line from now, when this class is fully developed, this will be the one we're like, okay, this is the class that gets us back. I'm excited. I'm excited. Two years. Heard it here first. <laughs> All right, so let's talk movies now. Well, so before Nolan okay. does his running of the screen, yeah. So we're gonna, so we're gonna let Nolan finish this off with running the screen, since that's probably everyone's favorite. That's a segment. great send off. Um, so let's just talk movies now. Um, it's you know Oscar season's heating up. I know Blake's watching all the. God, I can't wait. Blake's probably seen Lady Bird and Phantom Thread already. I will. Uh, I have no idea. I will honestly says. say this: Blake is about a thousand times more prepared for Oscar season than I am. Oh. So, wow. No, so go go back to when we lived together. Go over like my, oh my record gosh. for picking winners. You were two and zero, oh, right? For those two years, two and zero. Oh. How okay. many how many awards are given? Like roughly 21, like 10, 21. 21? something like Dude, that. Dude, I probably went like in a two year span. So if there's twenty one per year, you're looking at forty two. Dude, I probably nailed like 30, 35 to like thirty eight of them. Of forty two, yeah, you were probably in like the thirty range, which was really good. I don't know. There was one year I missed two. I know yeah, that for Yeah, okay, fact. you're right. You did have that one. But right. So Blake is always... Okay, but then I found out that you just went online to like Hollywood Reporter and put whatever answer they had. I, I perused. No, you didn't. But there was money on the line. I did my due diligence. <laughs> Fair enough. But I will have to say that Blake is more prepared now, and Blake has always killed me in the Oscars. So. All right. Blake, you've seen some movies recently. Everyone... You will be remembered most for your movie opinions. So let's let's takes. let's hear it. So since we last talked, uh, we had Christmas and New Year's, so a lot of downtime. Um, I'll start with the two movies I've seen in theaters. I have seen Downsizing. Oh my gosh! Big fan. What? 
Yes, this is three and a half stars. Pushing four. Pushing four. There we go, people. That's what we. That's what we were. No, that movie looks awful, dude. It's a great story. Wait, yeah, even Nolan's over here. That movie got like thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I heard. I heard it was wasn't as good as people thought. But I, I wasn't going into it thinking it was awful. I almost went and saw it. Great movie. I, oh, my gosh. Okay. Great movie. All right, finish, love, your, love finish the, yours. Love the premise of it. It took a couple weird turns. Downsizing. <laughs> the ending was not what I was expecting. Love the premise of it. Great show. Um, I, will other, not, I will not be seeing Downsizing. Other movie, and I think you're going to agree with me on this one. Um, other movie that I saw that I really liked on, in, in the, on the big screen. Um, and, and also, I want to point out, that I saw both of these. I saw one at the AMC at the Lakeline Mall. Big fan of that movie theater. <laughs> and also I saw, I saw the other best. one at the Tinseltown uh, <laughs> in Cedar Park uh, for 183. Also big fan of that movie theater. <laughs> Alma Draft House, you can go, you know what yourself. So um, I got it. Yeah, okay. the other one that I saw at the Tinseltown in Cedar Park uh, for 183 was uh, Molly's Game. Oh, I want to see that. That looks okay. so good. I movie. See that. I want to see that. Good movie. Aaron's I will be seeing that really very good. soon here. It was really good. All right. So I, I also saw, I binge watched with Ariel Ozark on Netflix. Okay. That's on my list. I haven't gotten around to it yet. I don't know if it was you that said this or so, maybe it was Matt, Matt Head. He, he said, uh, it's like Breaking Bad, but redneck version. And it's pretty, that's pretty spot on. Really good storyline. I feel like they could have done a little better of a job. And if you can get over the fact of Jason Bateman playing like a serious that's dramatic role, that's yeah. tough to look yeah. over. That's kind of like uh, Vince Vaughn and what was the True movie? Detective. No, not that. Uh, the movie. Ryan? No, Isn't that? no, the one that just came out. Not Dunkirk, but... Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. There we go. If It's, it's like getting over Vince Vaughn being in that movie. I never Kind of like it. Jason Bateman in this role. Okay. It's real serious. It's not funny at all. I recommend it. I give okay. it like three stars. Maybe okay. three and a half. I like how we're premiering the star system on our last episode. <laughs> all right. Last but not least. And Blake's <laughs> rounding like... I'm coming home, are, and, and I'm bringing this one home big time. All right, and I know it. it's going to irk Nolan, and I'm sure it's probably going to irk you. Whatever. Saw a movie that we recently, I don't know what episode we talked about this being, this was one of Nolan's uh, okay. running the screen movies. Oh! Yep, he already knows where I'm going with this. Any guesses? Um, Dead Poets Society. Ding, 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 we have a winner. That movie sucks. Oh. <laughs> There's every podcast, we have one moment, Blake, where I would just go, okay, never mind. I'm done. Yeah. That movie. You've reached that. Trash. All right. It got nowhere. <laughs> Other than the scene where, uh, what, what's the main actor's name? This is, what a perfect Robin flubber. Williams? Robin Williams. <laughs> Are you per- kidding me? What a perfect way to you go out. You can't say Robin Williams. I knew he's in Flubber. I couldn't remember. Flubber is where he- Oh. Missed out so, fire. Listen, Blake, listen, us going out with Blake saying downsizing is good and dead put size bad. It's just no, it's, it's just our opus magnus. Other than the scene Magnum, yeah, opus magnum. Other than the scene magnum. where Robin Williams had like his students do the like <laughs> follow each other in a line, like in a circle, and he like brought it all home and like how everybody in society copies each other. Like that part was kind of cool. I'll yeah. give you that scene. That yeah. like two, maybe three minutes of the show. <laughs> The other hour and 57 minutes, trash. Okay. It got nowhere. So. They hung out in a cave in a all-boys boarding school. Did you not listen to Robin Williams? 
the movie is about poetry. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Yeah. We've all read that poem yeah. millions of times. I knew have it before. You, have, have you read you? that poem? Yeah, I had, to, I had to memorize that damn <laughs> poem. Serious? Yeah, for like <laughs> junior high. Jeez. All right, so I've seen four movies, and the funny thing um, that you, you bring up the Alamo thing is I saw them at Regal Arbor. Oh, Most nice. of them, which is just an old school. That's like, like an independent movie Kind of it, yeah, it's for the it's for the more indie movies. And so one thing, mm-hmm. although I love Alamo, I am against this trend of every single movie being reclining seating, select seating, and like very yeah, just over fan. the like food being served every single time. And I like Arbor because it's kind of like a traditional movie theater. It's old school. And so before they start the movie, they have a little video thing, and it's you visualizing yourself going down a roller coaster and there's just popcorn nice. coming at your face. And every Was it in English or Chinese? E- English. Oh, nice. And every single time I'm in there, I'm like, Blake would freaking love this. This is exactly <laughs> yeah. what Blake's talking about. That, that's that's all I yeah. need, man. Uh, um, so anyway, so the four movies I saw, I saw Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, how is that? Really, is that the cop one? Yeah, it's it's about like um a, the, a girl who gets raped and killed, and, and like the mom like, like buys a billboard. Yeah, yeah, just, was that good? And, and so it's more, it's really good, really sad. Like not, it's kind of like a Manchester mm. by the Sea. Nah, where you don't too. You don't leave it feeling great. So I wouldn't recommend it for Blake. Um, <laughs> the previews look good. I'll give you that. I saw the darkest hour. With Winston, I mean Gary oh. Oldman is Winston Churchill. Were you gonna say with Winston Churchill? Yeah, <laughs> it brought him back. Brought him back. Um, That's kind of scary, though, isn't it? Scary? Is that like a spooky movie? The World War Two? Oh, uh, then I'm, I'm missing the Winston point. Churchill. He, he literally was Winston Churchill. That's what he was getting at. Oh, it's, oh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I, I missed that one. So Gary Oldman plays Winston Churchill, and what I really liked is it stayed really focused. Like it was a World War II movie, but it was about Winston Churchill taking over as prime minister. Yeah. It stayed really focused in on that storyline, hmm. which I thought was interesting. Um, and then just recently, wait, wait, no. So what, let's keep the star rating going. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. G- give me some stars. <sighs> Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I'd give uh, out of five for from like a my all time favorite movies. It'd be like a a three, but from like a movie goer perspective today junior yeah anyways darkest hour um probably a three and a half and then the next one i mentioned i saw this past weekend i tanya oh what was that four four and a half really freaking good i'm seeing that either this weekend or next and so i don't know if it was directed or produced by the same person as goodfellas but it has a lot of like that style in it where it's like comedy break martin i don't i don't know if he was involved in this movie but it was it like breaks the fourth wall and it has like a lot of narration and talks to you and kind of explains things that way. But just the story itself okay. and all the acting in it, Margot Robbie was awesome as Tanya Harding. She Margot Robbie is severely underrated. I oh, feel yeah. like she was just like the hot girl of Hollywood for a while, but she's, she's Wolf of Wall Street? amazing. Wolf of Wall Street, amazing yeah. actress. I know my movies. It's funny. It's funny how anytime you talk to guys and you mention Margot Robbie, they're like Wolf of Wall Street area. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. Anyways, um, I, I thought, heard good things about that, so I was glad you said that. I could have swore I'd seen four movies, but those are the only three I've seen recently. So, so I saw two movies over Christmas break. I'm not. Oh, I saw the Disaster Artist. Anyways. And well, oh, Ooh, what's no, that about? Go back. Okay, the Disaster Artist. Um, so I've, I've I saw the Room many years ago. I read the Disaster Artist book like a year ago, or maybe two years ago. And in this movie, it's funny. And if you haven't seen the Room, and if you haven't read the book, you can still enjoy it and laugh. My only problem with the movie, not that it wasn't funny, not that it wasn't well done, but Tommy Wiseau, the guy it's about, yeah, 
is a, a nut job and is like a psychopath that basically like was so bad he became revered. And this movie kind of treated him like an, I thought it treated him as an unsung hero who kind of like never gave up on his dream. Yeah. And like, although he didn't get there the traditional path, he still got there. Yeah. And it's like, that's giving this guy way too much freaking credit. That was my only problem with the yeah. movie is I thought it was too, like I realized you don't want to make a movie and dog a person but it was way too kind to him. And that was my only issue. I so I that, give that one a three. Is that like a small to mid-sized movie? Or is that like a big time? Like I see that. It is. Because I've never heard of that. It's a bigger film. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I saw two movies. I'm not like that are not artistic at all. I saw the new Star Wars. I still haven't seen it. Um, I'm going to. I liked it. It is a drastic change from other Star Wars. They kind of make fun of the entire series. Out of five stars, what do you give it? Uh, I would give uh, The Last Jedi three i really enjoyed it but it's not it's not great um uh and then i saw pitch perfect three which i would give (laughs) i would give for any crap y'all have given me yeah no no. you deserve deserve some crap for that one i got i would give it like a quarter star no i'd give it one star for just knowing what it is and giving you knew what you're getting into though and and they make fun of themselves it was fine but it was it's it's so awful but okay so i haven't gotten the movies but black mirror Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. And I've, I've been it. told I need to watch that. I'm going to watch it soon. Haven't watched it. Okay. Yet, Give us though. the gist without ruining it. So Black Mirror I've, is I've heard good things too. an anthology series, which means that every episode is its own story. So every single episode is its own like concise story that has zero correlation with the others. Well, zero correlation. They do Easter eggs between them. Okay. Is there anything that's out that's similar to that um, that I could relate to? It's kind of like... And if not, it's fine. It's... it's with the way it works, it's kind of like American Horror Story Ooh, that it restarts. I do watch that show. So the whole premise of uh, Black Mirror choice, is each is his own story, but every episode is basically about like 10 years down the road how technology has ruined society. So they br- they take on social media. They take on well, online okay. dating. They take on VR. And it's basically like what it one thing that's actually happening right now, if you twist it a little bit, it could ruin everything. And that's basically the entire... Okay, but I have to give this warning. If you're going to watch Black Mirror, either don't watch the first episode or go look up what the premise of the first episode is. Has very- I've been told to not watch the first episode. What? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so the Everyone's first episode has the premise is the princess of England has been taken and the prime minister has to do this certain thing or they're going to kill the princess. You said something about a pig the other night. This certain thing involves the prime minister and a pig. Fill in the blank, huh? Yeah, so, and, so, and you see some things. So I'm just saying, if, what has happened, I was like, Black Mirror, gotta watch it. And someone's like, what the heck is wrong with you? It's like Black Swan. It was like Black Swan with you. Like, so go look up the premise. Um, It is TV mature. I'll just say that. They don't, they try to stay away from like straight up like sex and all that crap. But like, it is not a kid show at one bit. Um. Can I make a joke that I've been holding on to this sure. whole time since you fly. said uh, a, about shooter shoot about social media going negative, uh, turning into a really negative thing for the world? I was like, oh well, last week our president threatened nuclear war over Twitter. So obviously, I think we're sure. already there. Um, but the new season of Black Mirror was really, really good um, okay. and had probably a couple of my favorite episodes. But nice. so I've been lacking. You guys are kicking my butt in movies right now. All right, no one's gonna well, finish wait, out. Yeah, we waited long enough. We don't know what episode, what movie this is gonna you, you be. Don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know no one's either. gonna finish this out with the running screen and uh, send us off right, Nolan. Yep. Yeah. So the movie I'm going with is Rudy. 
Um, I was trying to think of a movie and this one just hit the nail on the head. Um, because we, as a unit, eyes on the 40, we are Rudy. We're someone that kind of came out of nowhere. It was a dream of Josh's. It was a dream of, um, ours. And we just kind of went out there and, and shot our shot. And we put in a lot of work. We put in a lot of things, not really going anywhere, but we kind of just kept around like Rudy in Notre Dame. He was just kind of the guy that kept working, kept doing it and was just around. Um, but I don't know. We grinded it out. We grinded it out. We wanted to do something knowing that probably it's not going to be the biggest thing in the entire world. We wanted to do this just because we love what we were doing. Right. And that's what Rudy does. He loves playing football. He wanted to go and prove himself. And to be honest, I think we proved ourselves. Not that we had any, not that we were lacking anything, but mm -hmm. honestly, we went out here. What do we love more than anything is Texas football. And we've been able to sit here. Uh, week in, week out, have people listen to us, which is crazy to think about. Jeff Ketchum and Chip Browns of the world put their jersey down and said, play eyes on the 40 for me. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I mean, and, and really, That's you think good. about it, like, it's one of the things you go back and look and you think about, oh, how did we get to do these things? Like, the fact that we went to Varsity Pizza and has Bryce Cottrell and just had, like, 20 of our friends sitting there. Just because at one point we thought about doing a podcast. We talked to Javon Felique. We had Emmanuel Acho, who literally two days after our podcast was on ESPN hosting a half game or a halftime like yeah. thing. And oh. then he also hosted the uh, Miss Texas University. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I'm just I'm proud of what we did. Um, I'm excited. Uh, honestly, just have an excuse to hang out with y'all every freaking week is yeah. good enough for me. Um and just talk about Texas football. Uh, and Texas football is not going anywhere. Um, we're not going anywhere. Our passion for Texas football is not going anywhere. Can I spoil the Rudy movie right quick? Sure, go ahead. He definitely jumps off sides on that sack in real life. <laughs> he does. Like, there's no doubt. He does. So we're the movie yeah. version. We didn't jump off sides. Yeah. We stayed. We didn't jump yeah. off early. So I have two quotes. I, I just wanted to clear that up. No, you're fine. And I love... I don't want to be thrown in that, like, cheater yeah. era. Every... Every Notre Dame game I see, like that has uh, college football or college game day, yeah. there's always one player of the other team that always just has a sign that says Rudy was off. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen shirts and stuff. Okay, so I got two quotes. Oh, one is from Fortune, who is the janitor that like ends up giving Rudy the place to live. And basically, uh, I don't, I'm not the actual quote, but um, saying that you're a five nothing guy who is playing for one of the best football teams in the nation. You're going to leave this school with a with a diploma from one of the best schools in the nation, what do you mean you haven't done anything? You've done everything. You don't have to prove anything to anyone else. Just prove it to yourself. And I feel like that's us. Like, that's what we've done. It's like, we took literally an idea we had, scrapped together some microphones, and just did what we wanted to do. Um, I'll, I'll end with one more quote. Um, if you remember the movie, he gets tutored by a guy named D-Bob, who's John Favre, um, in exchange for learning how to talk to girls. Uh, but He didn't I, learn that in Stranger Things 2. He did not. He, man. I saw that movie, that, that show too. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, so D-Bob, at the very end of the show, um, he just kind of turns to Rudy and says, we've had one hell of a run, haven't we, man? And <sighs> to be honest, that's how I feel right now. Like, this has been one of the best parts of my week, for sure, for three years. Couldn't agree more. Yep. It's been all a good right. ride. Well, once again, thanks to all, everyone for listening. And hook them. Always hook them. Hook them. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road Time grabs you by the rest, directs you where to go So make the best of this test and don't ask why 
It's not a question but a lesson learned in time It's something unpredictable But in the end is right I hope you had the time of your life It's something unpredictable But in the end is right I hope you had the time of your life It's something unpredictable But in the end is right I hope you had the time of your life